One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding a website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen .ca as the trusted online home for their business. Visit cira.ca forward slash startup today. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be tough when it's cooked right. Co-founder of Relish Gourmet Burgers serves up well-done recipes for startup success. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. All right, welcome to Startup Canada Podcast Show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett. The Startup Canada Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, a grassroots entrepreneur-led movement to bring together, celebrate, and give a voice to Canada's entrepreneurship community. On the podcast, we speak with the movers and the shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship community and explore themes in entrepreneurship, startups, investment, innovation and impact and i got a mover and a shaker on with me now the podcast is brought to you by intuit quickbooks your partner in starting and growing a financially fit and fundable business check out startupcan.ca backslash finance to sign up for a startup finance boot camp near you and to get 50 percent off quickbooks online for your business This month, we are featuring leaders of some of Canada's and the world's best in emerging startup cities. As part of our Startup City Series today, we are speaking with Chris Johnson, CEO and co-founder at Permission Click and one of the founders of Startup Winnipeg, the Ascent Works Mark Makerspace, and you'll help me with that word afterwards, Chris, and Ramp Up Manitoba 2014 with a landmark year for our friend Chris. His startup Permission Click was awarded with Most Promising Startup of the Year Award in October 2014 by the National Angel Capital Organization. And Chris himself was awarded the Canadian Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Builder of the Year. In this interview, we're going to speak with Chris about the Winnipeg startup community, entrepreneurship in Manitoba, and gain his views on community building and starting up outside of a major urban startup cluster. Chris, wow. Welcome, man. Rivers, first of all, I need to bring you on every future investment pitch I ever make because you make me sound like an extremely uh, interesting person. Well, my friend, you know, there's a team that makes this happen and I may get the credit, but but seriously, dude, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been written if you didn't make it happen. So congratulations. And look, you're the founder of multiple startups such as uh, Permission Click, Hyper Technologies, and, and of course, even Startup Winnipeg. And, you know, people forget that when you start organizations, even if they're nonprofit organizations, organizations that they really enter startup mode and you graduated from university with honors. Now I got to, cause I don't know about that one. I know you in entrepreneurship and marketing. <laughs> like, did you always know what you wanted yeah. to do in life? Cause it seems like you're, you're, you're pretty well focused in on what you're doing. Yeah. You know what? I I was a very confused soul. I have to tell you. (laughs) Both my grandparents owned their own businesses. So, you know, it's one of those things where when you see other people go through it, whether it's like your friends, parents, or your own family, it's, uh, I don't know, it just sort of kicks the thing in your head. And it's like, oh yeah, I don't have to go and live in, you know, cubicle Farmville or, uh, you know, take the standard track. So at least, you know, it's an option early on. Right. But uh, admittedly, I went to university my first year for computer engineering and, and sort of made a panic switch to uh, business after that. So, no, I didn't always necessarily know. 
Wow. Wow. Did you go through that, that part in school where you, uh, where you, you go through the guidance counselor and they say, okay, fill out this form and then the computer will spit out what you should do for the rest of your life. Yeah. I wish I did because it probably would have said, go and be in business or something. But instead I, in high school, I was like a robotics nerd. So oh, I was wow. in all these robotic competitions. I thought, Hey, geez, this would be swell. If I could just talk to computers for the rest of my life, it'd be great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I still, I, the thing is that you still keep those things. Like I still work with tech nerds and I love sure. technology and that, but yeah, you know, it's yeah. funny how life just sort of, you sort of ebb and flow a little bit here and there. Yeah, I think you start to listen a bit more. You know, when I when I had that thing uh, spit out with me back in my days, they, they came out. You should be a funeral director. <laughs> now you know me. I do. <laughs> yeah, and not I, listen, what I should have done. I would give you my business if, if I had it to give. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I don't want it. That's for sure. As it, as it relates to funerals. Well, listen, my friend, are, are you originally from uh, Winnipeg? Because when many entrepreneurs look to Toronto, uh, sorry, many entrepreneurs look to Toronto and uh, Vancouver. Vancouver and so many of the big cities and, and so on. So what, you know, if, if you're not originally from Winnipeg, what made you so passionate about starting up in Winnipeg? And I guess, I guess if you are from Winnipeg, same question and building the startup ecosystem that, uh, that you've helped uh, give birth to. Uh, yeah. So I am a Winnipegger and right on. You know, but I, I don't know that the ecosystem here could have been built by somebody who uh, came here from elsewhere. Mm. Uh, and quite frankly, the reason that we, you know, myself and Michael Laguerre and Carrie Stevenson and Marnie, and like, I, I could go on and on with dozens and dozens and dozens of people. So by no means, we were just the ones who had that, the fir- you know, the idea first and, and jumped in. But, you know, for the record, these things don't happen without a crap ton of people who don't get enough credit going into the ecosystem. Uh, but, you know, the, the point is that starting something uh, where you are, uh, it's a byproduct of wanting to stay where you are. And you know what? I've traveled the world. I've been fortunate to go to a lot of places. Right. Uh, but Winnipeg is beautiful. I mean, yeah, it's a little cold for a few months, but guess what? We can get some freaking work done. You know, yeah. we're not like you guys out chilling in uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. and launchers all, all year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, cottage country is an hour away from the city. Yeah. Uh, it's a small, you know, we're about, you know, just under a million people. So it's like that right size where you got the options and the critical mass and, but connectivity you're within two degrees of every other human, it seems, in Winnipeg, yeah. uh, which is a which is a secret weapon for us. Well, you know, uh, I've always admired Winnipeg from afar. I've never visited there, but my plans are to go there for sure. But one thing I admire about Winnipeg is the can-do attitude, and what I mean by that, it all resonates back to the uh, to the to the uh, the Winnipeg hockey team. It's the smallest <laughs> it's the smallest uh, uh, community with an NHL hockey team in the entire league. If I'm am I right when I say that? I you know. What I think you are, uh, yeah. but I'm not going on the radio saying that. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm pretty darn sure. But yeah, gonna, like, listen, like we'll fight to get something yeah. back. And, I, and yeah. I'm, I'll admit, I'm a bandwagon jumper. I, I when the hockey left, I sort of striked. Yeah, did and, you? Uh, but then they started talking about bringing it back, and you better believe I was yelling off the rooftops, "Hey, bring back the Jets!" Yeah, yeah, and they had a great run last year, so oh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah, so tell, cool. so tell us about your entrepreneur journey. You've started a number of companies, and uh, you know what have you learned along the way? And in particularly, what I want to talk about is the most recent one, Permission Click, because it's uh, it's getting you some uh, some notoriety and uh, and some money along the way. And so, can you tell us a bit about Permission Click? Give me a sixty second overview. And then kind of say, you know, what, tell us about your journey with that great company. Yeah, sure. So, you know, first things first, uh, maybe for some people, 
Uh, they come off the bat the first time the way you envision them. Uh, for me, it was not that way. I had a couple stinkers uh, in advance of uh, permission click, but learned a ton along the way. Did it smart such that you know it wasn't a, you know a, a crippling experience, but was able to learn and, and bounce back like right away. Uh, so you know, just uh, I don't think enough people talk about the fact that this stuff is hard. It's mm, not. It's yeah. not like you just wake up one day and oh, I started a company. Now I have a company. It's like, you know, it is much more difficult, but we'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, permission click, I, I think it's really cool. We, for clubs, schools, uh, daycares, they're running events with little humans. Mm-hmm. And that's a special problem cool. uh, that today paper is the only thing that you have to manage it with. So permission click is a digital platform that collects digital permission slips, forms, payment collection, fundraising, everything you need front to back to just you know, run a school or a daycare or PTA, paper-free, everything's accounted for, and it, it, it really is cool. And best of all, it's free for schools and daycares to use, so it's, uh, it's easy to pick up. Okay, so where's the, uh, where's the <laughs> revenue source with it then? Oh, you want it? Oh, you want revenue? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you sound like an investor. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> no, you know what? Yeah, so we're we're what you call freemium, sir. So right. uh, basically, you know, like a lot of other applications out there, we have a free edition where you can roll in and and it, you know it's pretty fully featured. You can play with it, yep. use it, um, and some never migrate up. But then we have a, a paid premium edition, right. and then also on the on the payment collection side, we we make a small percentage on uh, on the funds that move over the platform. So very cool. Yeah. So where's 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 that taken? you today geographically well today we're uh I, I i'd have to go and check our map but we're in almost every state and province now in, in canada and the u.s and wow. uh yeah it's really satisfying it, it took us a full like again going back to i i'm always very clear with people that you know these things don't happen overnight right, right of it course. took us a year to get 60 schools to pay attention right and start using it mm, uh, mm. and you know in the next year we we've grown to you know uh, a few th- several thousand accounts so right. it's uh you know, it's just, it, it's a long, hard push, but, uh, you know, especially in entrenched industries like government, healthcare, education, yeah. and it's like, you know, go out and pick the most challenging market you possibly can and jump in. And that's what permission click did. So why not? Well, so and I, I can't imagine, you know, the education system, the proverbial, oh my gosh, we're going to give you private information right. and, and, you know, <laughs> oh no, you're going to do something wrong with that. So yeah. how, how did like you deal it. with that hurdle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, number yeah. one, sell we don't it. do yeah. those things, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> that's true. Right um, on. You know what? I, it starts with, it really starts with, um, the story of, of how you sort of get into building specifically in this area, like a web or mobile application. But I mean, really any technology is, and it's like, it's so over said, but so under listened to is listen. Right. You know, we went and interviewed a hundred different schools, teachers, principals, district leaders. We knew digital permission slips was a, we thought a great idea. That's a hypothesis. We validated that by figuring out, okay, we know it's a great idea, but how do you build something that people can A, use B, will it respect their privacy, compliance issues, et cetera? Mm-hmm. C, is it easy enough for parents? And like all of these other things go into it. And, and that's where a lot of people get trapped is a good idea can be killed pretty darn easy by, um, you know, building something that won't implement easily for people or appropriately in their, in their settings. So, right. um, so for us, the, the answer is, you know, you start by talking to like a hundred people and then you build something quick, you go back and then you see what worked and what didn't. And then you do it again and again and again, you know, every day over and over and over until you, uh, you start to uh, find that product market fit that, uh, 
that, you know, um, you hope you find. And I, I would, I would think during those conversations, just like the dating game, you're, uh, you're really establishing credibility and trust, trustworthiness with regards to what it is you're trying to, uh, to build. Yeah. Well, you know what, listen, when you're early on and you just have a great idea, everyone's supportive of a great idea. Mm. I would buy that. But then you go back and they're like, eh, I don't know. You're just like a guy in a closet. Like, why would I buy that from you? Right. It's like, well, yeah. come on, mister. You say, so it's like, you know, one of the things that happens when you have enough conversations early on is you find some of the, you know, you talk to a hundred people, you're going to find 10 early adopters in that group. Right. They'll swing the bat at you. Yeah. And you know what? It, it becomes a lot more difficult for people not to support you when they themselves, knowing or not, have been part of architecting your solution. Right. Right. Because right. you built them the thing that they said that they would use. And it's, you know, it's not a subverted way of going to market. It's, it's legitimate, right? It's like, listen, I will take the time to build it the way that you are looking for it. And, and uh, vice versa. So it, it's uh, it's really important early on, and, and we were very careful to do that. We still do it to this day. Yeah, I bet you do. To tell me, um, did you uh, um, when you were developing the app and taking all that information, did you have the proverbial you know twenty thousand list of things you wanted to put in this app? But you said nope, we're going to go with one or two things, or did you come out with twenty things? Uh Huh. Have you ever read mm. the book 37 signals uh, no. or sorry, uh, rework by the guys from 37 signals it's like Jason Fried And I can't remember. Anyways, um, it's all about arguing features out of your right. platform. So they're the guys who made Basecamp, uh, which you're probably familiar with, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all about no, 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 no. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll do it because you know, the house is on fire and we're going to put it in. Right. So like we try to take that. I mean, yeah, we still to this day have probably over 400 individual features logged on our roadmap. And it's it's excessively difficult to figure out what's next. Um, You know, you have the broad strokes, but, uh, you know, it's it's this delicate balance of building out what you see in your vision and the right steps that you have in mind uh, with the immediate sort of, well, if you put this in, then you'd land this account. Mm. Right. And if you put this Mm. in, then these guys would do more Mm. of this and make you a little more revenue. So that's a, an arm wrestle that, uh, that doesn't go away. Right. It's, you know, like, you know, in the burger space, like you only have so much freezer room, right? So if you right. add in a chicken burger, you can't sell as many of the other thing. And right. it's the same with development bandwidth in a technology company of bandwidth and you have to respect it. Right, right, right. Well, and, and, uh, the other part is, is that the, the 80% that you want will really will be satisfied with three main features and to get the other 20%, uh, <laughs> geez, is it really worth it going after them? Yeah, that oh, totally true. It totally true, and and it's uh, you know, it's this it's this thing about you you got to figure out where where the circle is around what your core product is, and, right. and sometimes that's that grows a bit, and sometimes you go wide, and sometimes you go deep, and it's different for every business. And um, you know, I know that the Henry Ford expression is uh, you know, yeah. uh, if everybody told you what they wanted, everyone would have horses, right? And, yeah. Well, no, what they said is they wanted to get from A to B faster, more efficiently, blah blah blah. So if you read between the lines, the answer was something automated that would do that, i.e. a car. Right. Um, so I do think that customers lead the way. And, and as innovators, the job isn't necessarily to come up with new features they didn't yet know they wanted as much as give it to them in a way that they maybe weren't expecting right. uh, you know, to their delight. Right, right. Yeah, it delights the key, and and ease of use is is all part of that. So yeah. tell me, um, let's talk a bit about money along the way, and what you can kind of divulge. What was uh, what was your 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 strategy uh, for permission click with regards to investment funding, and 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 it's a little segue on that. What is the state of the capital environment for startups in uh, Winnipeg and Manitoba right now? 
So two All right, you question. sure you don't want to jam like three more questions into that? <laughs> yeah, if you want to, sure. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> What's your favorite burger? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Relish. Yeah, good um, man. So, Great answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? In, so, okay. So I'll start off by saying in Winnipeg, in Manitoba, anyone listening to this, move here. Listen. Why? Listen up, folks. No, <laughs> seriously. We have a really unbelievably supportive uh, ecosystem here for growing and building companies. I'll give you an example. Um, we have provincially a program called, it's a government acronym, you'll love it, SBVCTC, Small oh, Business Venture okay. Capital Tax Credit. Nice. Spell right? something Mar- too. <laughs> Marbles in the mouth. <laughs> but what does it mean? Rivers. If I came to you and said, hey, Rivers, how does it sound if I was to go out and build a digital permission slip company for schools? Right? You're going to go, hey, that sounds like the best idea since burgers. And I'm going to say, Awesome. If you cut me a check for $100,000 to seed my business, you're going to get a 45% tax credit back on that investment. How's wow. that sound? Yeah, right, right into the problem. Yeah, sounds good so far. Boom, right? So there you go. And then on top of that, we have some wonderful uh, uh, provincially backed uh, grant programs that you can use to help uh, prototype your business uh, with 50K of support and then 250K to help commercialize down the pipe. Cool. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously in Canada, we are really fortunate to have programs like NRC IRAP Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Western diversification, et cetera, to, to help as well. So like, as you know, when you talk to American, uh, counterparts, they drool and are very, very jealous mm. oftentimes of the support that we have in Canada. And so, okay. So, so leaving it there, the fact is it really is supportive overall. What we do have though is a, a finite and smaller population than the GTA or Montreal or Vancouver, yeah. or the Valley. So we don't have the aggregate bulk of people looking to cut checks or there are lots of angels who want to, but don't necessarily know how or deal structure, what's acceptable. So we, we sort of, in a lot of ways really felt like we were, I don't know, felt like we were almost sort of pioneering it in a way in that we actually had our round led by a fund outside of Winnipeg and we had local Winnipeg. And so they set the terms and then we had local uh, investors in Winnipeg come in on the terms invest, but then they still get to qualify for their, uh, provincial tax credits, et cetera. So we sort of did a hybrid solution and, you know, full stack out in in Vancouver and real ventures in Montreal are both part of that round. And then we have a whole bunch of really fantastic, very successful Manitoba based, uh, angels who uh, participate in the round. So that that's been our story so far and, uh, and it's worked out well for us. And it's again, if I, 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 I will say, I think that you can do it uh, easier here in a lot of ways than even when you have the glut of, of angel and seed investment down in the state. Sometimes I think, uh, those tools help you at least raise as effectively. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, let's, let's kind of kick into the Winnipeg ecosystem and uh, your motivation. <laughs> let's go. Let's <laughs> segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friend, what was your motivation in starting ramp up Manitoba? And, uh, you know, how, how did the project all come about? Uh, well, yeah, that's a two part story. So, oh my gosh, you, just yeah. one answer at a time. Okay? I know it's like, just grab your bucket of popcorn. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So way back in the day, this little entity that could called startup Canada, uh, came trucking through Winnipeg, uh, on this cross country tour. Startup Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> heard of them. So Victoria and Cyprian and, and co come rolling through Winnipeg. I don't know if they knew what they'd expect when they got here or anywhere that they went, they just showed up and you know, if you put a roof over the head, they're coming with the balloons. So we, uh, we did one of those in Winnipeg and, and I will say that, um, it was kind of a cool day. We had, you know, all these local people out and, um, and for about a, a year prior to that, I'd been really frustrated with 
you know, I graduated my entrepreneurship degree from U of M. Yeah, really, uh, kind of honors. Is that true? Yeah. Well, come on. It's uh, it's on the it's on the certificate, so I'll nice. take it. Nice. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but I graduated entrepreneurship, and I went to work for the man because you know what other alternative was there? I didn't know right. where to meet other people to start something. I didn't know what to start. I'm not an idea guy, but I'll I'll go and work my butt off to try and make an idea happen. Uh-huh. So somewhere along the pipe, worked for the man for long enough, and sort of said, "Hey, you know, I really wish that a guy like me." that, you know, I thought I, you know, I had some uh, capability and some, you know, cycles and ambition. If only I could meet a, an innovator, a software engineer, a product maker, whatever, where we could get together and go and do something. Right. So at the same time, around the same time, this Startup Canada thing rolls through and we'd already sort of started these little meetup things, but it was just like eight or eight of us or something. At Startup Canada rolled through, we, we ended up building it into ramp up Manitoba that day. We were like, we're picking the name, we're making this a thing. And, uh, and we started and you, and you know what, we now have over a thousand people in Winnipeg in, in this, uh, startup Winnipeg ecosystem and, wow. and ramp up Manitoba is really just the meetups and the startup drinks, which seem commonplace now, but four years ago it was, mm. you know, it was a whole new thing and it was really refreshing to meet other people who had the same background. Uh, and at the same time, a guy named Mike Legary and Carrie Stevenson and, uh, David Bernhardt had, had started out in this makerspace in Winnipeg called AscentWorks, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, you know, we, I, I started getting involved with right after the grand opening of, and, and back and forth, we realized, Hey, we're really all angling for the same thing. So we, uh, rolled together into one entity about six months later and, and here we are. Wow. Wow. And how much time do you spend with, uh, with startup Winnipeg slash ramp up Manitoba and your family and mm. your, uh, your work? I mean, you know, how do you, how do you do all that stuff? Yeah. Well, that's the eternal question. And, and that's, you know, when you have a startup or a company that you're building and growing, having other people around you is really important so that you can continually make sure that you're on check with all of these things. But, right. um, I, uh, the month I founded permission click with, uh, with our group, it, my baby was born. So my yeah. daughter was born that month. Wow. Uh, and, you know, we were already three years into the whole startup Winnipeg thing. And, and I have to say that since the kid was born and the company started, um, you know, my engagement in the community has really kind of shifted over to a little bit more strategic and mm-hmm. in a way that's been refreshing because it was a necessity, right? Like the day-to-day stuff had to give way a bit. Yep. But now we have this whole new crew the next generation of people who are volunteer running the community, including a, a multi-million dollar facility, uh, all volunteer, all not for profit, all grassroots, because, you know, you have to leave it a little better for the next guy. Yeah, right on. And, and that's the whole, the whole theme of this entire thing. So uh, balancing work and life and all the rest of it. I, I don't have the answer because I, I suck at it some days. If my <laughs> wife is not here, she'd be like, he's the worst. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm apparently the guy who, t- who has the phone out too often now. And I, yeah. I, I get smacked all the time. So I, I don't know, Rivers, you probably do a better job than I do on that. Well, it's an interesting point you bring up. And I think the word strategic is bang on with what you said. And uh, and I think it was Brad Feld. I was reading his Startup Communities book. And and he just said, he said, I just, uh, for, for picking time for community work to mentor, for example. He says, I just picked Thursday nights from six to eight and told people I'll be at the coffee house. You can, can drop on by. And that's the time that I did it. And and I kind of sat back and said that that's not a bad idea. So for my work with Startup Fredericton, I'm available Friday mornings and I fill it up and people respect that. They understand it. And, uh, and it works with me because it gives me time to do other things in my life, such as uh, nurture uh, the growth of relish. And of course, my right. growing 
growing family and so on. So well, I love exactly. that word strategic. I think it's really important. And for startup entrepreneurs, that's so key is that it becomes strategic right from the very beginning. You don't have to do everything. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So you've got a population of just over a half a million. Is that fair? Uh, that, is un- that is unfair. Borderline. Oh. Borderline, not fair. Oh no, my we, God. Well, this interview is over. <laughs> we, yeah. No, you know what? The Winnipeg area is. Just, it's, I think it's like eight hundred and fifty or something like that. So. Uh, well, that's over a half a million. Oh, all right. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 re, I, I re, retract. <laughs> How's the ecosystem? You know, one of the things that uh, that we've evolved with is is this whole dialogue around entrepreneurship and startups and so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a sexy thing now now to talk about, but nobody really knows how the how the meat of it works. Um, you know, have you seen the the culture shift to one of one of what the heck are you doing to one of hey I want to check this out to hey I want to be a part of this yeah so we notice though when I look back I see those points right. um, you know some of those points in no specific order uh, we you know got some private uh, entities to cut the first checks in fact Mike Legary his own company cut the very first twenty five k check in. Uh, nice. Since then, lots and lots, right? That's how it started, private yeah. sector back. And then then one day, uh, the federal government uh, of Canada via Western Diversification, Minister Rempel said, hey, um, we like what's happening. Like, you know, and we started a conversation about how they could engage. And, and we, we did a project for around 1.5 million. It was a big day for us. Mm. We augmented a ton of additional private sector support with that. In fact, I think it was over $2 million private sector support to go alongside. Uh, then another big one was Prince Charles came to Winnipeg and, and on his stop and, you know, they don't put a lot of stops on the day. We were one of them and we got an hour and mm. a half of, uh, of his Royal Highness's time. And, mm. and we, you know, we don't just have the Prince in for a tour. We roll out the red carpet, every right. strategic business leader, you know, government official community cool. asset. We're all in one spot. Game changer again. Uh, we had a local, uh, local, don't you love supporting startup guys? So we had a local guy mm. called Dirty T-Shirt Productions. How <laughs> grassroots is that, right? Yeah, so yeah. This guy named Steve and uh, he comes along. He's like, hey, I think this is cool. Can I tell the story? And MTS, a Manitoba company that's also sponsored our community as it happens, funded a documentary called Innovation Alley, which wow. on August 1st hit CBC, which mm. is very cool. And and we had a major launch that night with a thousand people in attendance we rolled out this documentary to a huge theater. It's such a big day. Mm. Uh, and you know what? Every time you sort of hit that, ex, that that step, these big events that we do, it seems to really change the conversation. And yeah, now it is it, Now it is like, listen, this is a part of the community. Yep. Um, you know, the government uh, agencies that, you know, um, fund these sorts of things and the private sector and the volunteers. I think everyone understands what we're doing now and why. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the bigger truck is, and I, and I know this is tricky across the entire country is things like metrics. Like, mm. how do you track this stuff? Cause let yeah. me tell you, you know how hard it is to get a volunteer to track metrics. Yeah. Particularly when those metrics belong to other organizations also. Right. Well, mm. this is very true. Something hotly debated here in Manitoba is this concept of, you know, permission click as an example. So we were part of startup Winnipeg, but we're right. also a member of a local incubator, but we've also participated in programs, but from another uh, local group that does, you know, pitch competitions, et cetera. So who gets our metrics? Yeah. Who gets to say permission click touched us and therefore did these things. Therefore yeah. atta- the numbers attach. Um, but you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, uh, activity is a good thing, no matter what. And all of that really is sort of minutia. And it's easy to get caught up in when you're running the community itself. Um, but I do back to Brad Feld that when they rolled through town, him and Sean wise rolled through town. One of the first things he just said, we were talking about, like, you know, how do you handle the policy? 
He's just like, don't, don't handle the politics. Just, yeah. you know, who cares? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let it, it happen. Like, yeah. And it was like, huh, yeah, that's right. Good point. <laughs> well, you, you know, um, uh, I was talking to Noah Redler a little couple of days ago and, yeah. and he, and he thinks in his head that startup Montreal is like the Switzerland of the startup community. He just remains <laughs> neutral. Yeah. <laughs> what a brilliant thought process, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. give into it. You know, well, cause you don't weird. have to. It's weird because we're like, so I, I agree in a lot of ways we try and be Switzerland, except also f- on the front lines, which is like the opposite of, uh, that. And so, right, like, right. Yeah. You know, like right now we started the startup space and we've got, the, you know, we've got 15,000 square feet and we actually got the street renamed rivers to innovation alley. The new mayor in Winnipeg renamed it immediately following his election into office, which is so cool. Uh, I hear he's a rock star. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Bowman, super awesome dude. Uh, But now we're on September 1st, we're opening another 5,000 feet, which is going to be site B. Wow. Kind of like Jurassic world, except without the dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) uh, across the street on January 1st, we're taking 25,000 square feet. uh, And that's going to be our third site. So it's funny how once the, once you get a little bit of backing and understanding, um, you know, the types of things you can do and the types of support you can get. And those things, by the way, don't happen without the building owners who are still local entrepreneurs, uh, step in and, and help you make those things happen because they don't happen at, $35, $40 $35, $40 a foot downtown Toronto. Uh, well, the way that we've done it here anyways, it, it would be non-self-supportive. Well, and that's the advantage of a smaller community right there. Mm-hmm. So tell me, uh, you know, you've got a large Aborig- Aboriginal population. Um, how do you engage them in uh, what uh, what startup Winnipeg is doing? Well, you know, that, uh, our community here is open, right? We, we know that uh, in Manitoba, Aboriginal um, uh, entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, have all of the same access to all of the same programs. Uh, and, and, and also the additional support of some very, uh, specialized agencies here in Manitoba who help, uh, like we have a women's enterprise center who will help fund and, and mentor young women. We have, uh, the, uh, like some very specific Métis and Aboriginal funds that will do the same. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're one community. We really, right. we don't really segment it out. We're all about open and accessible. So yeah. you can have access to about three to $4 million of prototyping equipment for 125 bucks a month. Wow. It, that does not matter whether you have a part-time job, a full-time job. If you yeah, can right. for $125 a month, find yeah. a way to break even on $125 a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't belong there. Right. But most of us blow more than that on, on the gym membership we never use. So, uh, accessibility is key and it, it really is accessible to all, all the, uh, um, groups, uh, in, in Manitoba who want to just get up and go. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's give some, uh, some credit to the good folks in your, in your city that are, uh, the key players in the entrepreneurs ecosystem and, uh, and maybe some of the new kids on the block too, that you're excited about. So, you know, from a, from, you're talking from like a support standpoint. Yeah, like some, yeah exactly. Okay. Yep. So number yep. one, I think, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to pick favorites, favorites. Today but, you uh, are. I, you I want am? to? Okay. Yeah. Cause, well. cause, cause now it seems like you're going to do it anyway. So yeah, I, I, these I, are his favorites, Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joelle Foster specifically. Oh, uh, she's awesome. Um, Innovate Manitoba has been fantastic. Brent Stevenson uh, is uh, he volunteers on our steering committee as well and comes out and, uh, and they also support and sponsor our events, right. uh, the Eureka Project and, and Manitoba Technology Accelerator, which are both entities here in Winnipeg that sort of, you know, help to incubate companies. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, the list, the list really does go on and on rivers, but it's, uh, I'm telling you, it is when I look back to four years ago or so when we started, 
it was these disparate sort of little pawns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and now it is just hyper-connected. Hi- everyone seems to know what everyone's doing. And it is, it's really rewarding to see. And, and, and interesting, uh, and I see it in my own community, and is how fast actually it is happening. When you mm-hmm. take about those little pawns all over the place, really looking for a home, how do we bring this together? And when someone takes that leadership role, how they desperately all, not desperately, how they how they aggressively all come together and say, yeah, let's play the game. Very cool. Yeah. So, so look, you're an advisor to the province of Manitoba on structural and policy reform to enhance entrepreneurship. Um Ooh. You've got, you get, well, that's <laughs> well, what it says listen, right I, here. I talk, whether they listen or not is up to them. Well, congratulations today, yeah. Chris yeah. Johnson, on behalf of the, uh, of the province of Manitoba. <laughs> so let's pretend you're an advisor. If right. you've got the premier in your home this evening for dinner and mm-hmm. you could advise the premier on one thing that uh, he should be uh, he should be focused in on to nurturing developing entrepreneurship in the province what would that one thing be right now i would say it is um uh you know follow the lead of the private sector and and in fact the federal government so here in winnipeg in manitoba we have uh, an enormous amount of support from those two entities. And the province has done an amazing job stepping up to act. They do actually now on an ongoing basis, we have a multi-year commitment from them to support, uh, uh, you know, startup Winnipeg's operations, et cetera, which is fantastic. Wow. Um, and, and you know what? I think that, um, I, I, you know, I'm partly not being fair. If I had the premier in my home, I would, I, I would sit down and I would, uh, I would say some things that I, I can't announce until next Wednesday when we have a huge right. announcement, but it'd be, it'd basically be like, listen, we're about to embark on then you thought we we were done. You thought what well, what's happened is crazy. You wait until you see what's next. And next Very Wednesday, cool. we should have done this next next Thursday, by the way, because then I could have talked about way more stuff. Yeah. Well, what you've done is now pissed me off because now <laughs> because we can't, the Startup Canada Awards are on soon, and there's going to be a startup community of the year. Oh, and man, you guys are setting the bar high. It's, we're, no, it's, we're it's all awesome. Of Calgary uh, definitely a little harder this year. So the yeah. elbows one on the table, and you know what? We're <laughs> just. It's so cool though, right? Like, isn't it cool? Yeah, it is cool. Every day and yeah. be like, well, I guess Fredericton's doing something. Maybe yeah. we should do something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so, um, uh, do you do you get requests uh, as a leader of startup uh, Winnipeg to uh, start helping other communities around your province? Yeah, all all the time, and and I will say not just province, but across the country. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's really cool. It's sort of uh, when you're somebody who. You know what? I'm going to rewind it back for a second. You know, it's really important in all things in life to invest ahead of the curve and you have to take a little bit of risk, right? So if you're expected to go and start a startup company, which is what we're here to do, right? At the end of the day, increase the amount of startups that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, You expect your investors to invest ahead of the curve. You have to do the same in your community. I, I really believe it. And that means you have to go and start volunteering and putting effort in and giving back before you expect things to come returning out of it. And that kind of leads into my next question about Startup Canada. How does how does Startup Canada assist you with the with with the the, the grand stuff that you're doing in Winnipeg? Yeah, you know what? Uh, listen, it, it, it it's sort of a, an expansive list of things, but it, it's the small stuff like banners. Believe it or not. We've raised millions of dollars. Everything we raise goes right back into the community. We never think to go and get things like banner stands. So one day right. banner stands show up and it's like, huh, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, right through to things like uh, partnership with Quick, QuickBooks and uh, Intuit. 
Um, most of our community now is on QuickBooks QBO. And why? Because they support Startup Canada. So the accountants who, who look after and specialize in this area, uh, like startups and innovation and scaling companies, um, so, you know, things like that. So they're plugging us in with resources and we get we get a helping hand on the rates uh, and then larger things like Day on the Hill. Right. Uh, the Startup Canada Awards. You know what? Um, I, I've heard I'll, I'll put it out there. I've heard people diss the, the awards and, oh, you know, it's a, you know, you made up your own awards and awarded yourselves awards. Well, right. Yeah, we did. And guess what? We got mm. a crap ton of press out of it and got to yeah. tell the story about startup <laughs> communities uh, and, 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 you know, celebrate some of the people who were just giving so much of their time and passion to it. So I'm a huge supporter of those endeavors and day on the Hill uh, translates right back into our community because we, we we're happy to go out to Ottawa and, and, you know, meet with dozens and dozens of MPs mm-hmm. and ministers. And, and then when we come home, this is where they live. So when yeah. they come back, they're able to talk to their constituents about things that are happening. And a lot of them didn't even know that the federal government was supporting something in their own hometown. So it's a reciprocal way to sort of, um, you know, share the story, give back and, and, and that. So no, Startup Canada has been important at, at almost every level. Yeah. When you think about it, I mean, really, you get down to that point of the roadshow coming mm-hmm. into town would have, would have Startup Winnipeg even existed and all the great things that are now happening without right. Startup Canada even initiating the idea, let alone supporting it the way that they do. We'll never know. We'll never know. We don't have to, <laughs> fortunately. So talk about you'll never know. What's yeah. one thing that you know that others might not know as a seasoned entrepreneur and starter of communities? Mm. Mm. You know well, something, <laughs> Mr. Johnson, and we <laughs> want to know what it is. You know, I'm glad you're giving me an extra minute of sound. <laughs> seems like a big answer. <laughs> the one thing. I only know one. So no, you know what? Uh, it's an interesting thing when you're when you're when you're being part of leading a community and a business. It can be tricky, right? Because you you're when you're starting a company and you're t- especially once you take other people's money, um, you know, investment right in on. company. Yep. Uh, yep. The gear shifts. Mm-hmm. And you owe it to your company and to your investors to put everything you have into your company. And so I I would say that the one thing I learned is um, I had the good fortune of being able to invest ahead of the curve. So when when I had some extra time and I was just starting my business and, you know, it was like, you know, I, you know, you go that 12 to 18 months where you're maybe not making a paycheck, but you're paying all your other folks. And it's like those those really gut check times. I was still investing into the community and, and I suspect a lot of other folks do that. And it's, that's why another reason why it's important to do it ahead of the curve, because once you start hitting the curve, um, you know, you don't have that luxury anymore of time. Mm. Like time just evaporates. And especially when you have a kid, I don't know if you have one of these things or not, but I got three of them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. So, you know, it's like, uh, the the one thing I know is, uh, invest ahead of the curve because sometimes it's like, it's like when you watched, uh, Apple stock. Like you could have bought it back then, but you didn't. And then you wanted to put it in, but it was already on its way and you sort of missed the boat. Right. And I think that's the way it was with startup communities. It's, you know, if you're, if you have ambition and some cycles and time, plug in, give back. So uh, that's the one thing I know that I've learned. I'm going to tell you, my friend, and I honestly mean this. I have never heard that piece of advice before. Very insightful. 
Thank I you. Dug, I dug very deep. Yeah, you, I know what you were doing that minute. You were typing <laughs> on your on your computer saying, "Okay, help somebody help me with this, please." Yeah, that's right. I Google search what's the one thing that Chris Johnson knows, and that's what came up. Right at the top, right? <laughs> well, you know, when we started this conversation, I said that we'd have about forty five minutes, and and I can't believe, man, we're we are almost done with this conversation. It's been it's been a lot of fun and uh, and very insightful. But I got one more question for you, and that's uh, the proverbial: Do you you have any final advice or thoughts for uh, startup Canadians that are tuning into this podcast? Yeah, I do. Uh, do something. Yeah. Stop, stop sitting and listening to this podcast. Now that you listen to this, like, <laughs> now that it's over anyway. Yeah. No, you know what? For real, like just do something. I mean, so many people I talk to, I talk to so many entrepreneurs and it's, they're waiting for the right time to jump out and start their business or they're waiting for you know, this one patent to go through, or they're waiting for, I don't know what they're waiting for. Just get out and do something like it costs you nothing to volunteer and and get plugged in. Uh, and the same with, with your business, it costs nothing to try and make great connections, um, and just do something. So, you know what, it's that at the end of the day, everything comes down to doing it. it. You do that. And you know, it's surprising how you can make it rain sometimes. And, um, that's when the, when the fun starts. Yeah, really awesome stuff, man. Really awesome. Well, look, Chris, uh, you're doing magic. Uh, Keep on doing what you're doing. It's been an awesome pleasure hanging out with you again. Yeah, I had fun. Thanks, Rivers. You're welcome. This has been Chris Johnson, founder of Permission Click and Ramp Up Manitoba. I'm Rivers Corbett, and you are listening to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. Startup Canada is your doorway into Canada's entrepreneurship community. Be sure to check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like the popular startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday, 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you want to hang out with me, you can check me out at riverscorbett.ca. I'm all about helping entrepreneurs right across the country and even into Winnipeg if you so can't get a hold of Mr. Johnson. But riverscorbett.ca, doing some magic there. Until next time, I'm Rivers Corbett and have an incredible enterprising week. 